For over 45 years, Pensacola Christian College has set aside some time each spring semester for Bible conference. These days of concentrated study and preaching from the Word of God are a time of spiritual enrichment for our students, faculty and staff, and many others who join us for these services. We're pleased to welcome you to the PCC Bible Conference. I want to uh, speak about uh, just, just a pound, just a pound, out of Luke chapter number 19, and uh, we read in uh, verse number 11, Jesus is in Jericho, of course, Zacchaeus has been saved, and, and isn't it wonderful that Jesus is a friend of sinners? And uh, Zacchaeus got saved, and boy, Jesus said, this day is salvation, come to your house, and the Lord abode there, and, and as he was there, <clears throat> we read in verse 11, <clears throat> and as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable, because he was nigh to Jerusalem, and because they thought the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained 10 pounds. And he said unto him, well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thou authority over 10 cities. And the second came saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him, be thou also over five cities. And another came, saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin, for I feared thee, because thou art an austere man. Thou takest up that thou layest not down, and thou reapest that thou didst not sow. And he saith unto him, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant, Thou knowest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest not thou my money to the bank, that at my coming I might have acquired mine own with usury? And he said unto them that stood by, Take from him the pound, and give it to him that hath ten pounds. And they said unto him, Lord, he hath ten pounds. For I say unto you that unto every one which hath shall be given... And from him that hath not, even that he hath, shall be taken away from him. But those mine enemies, which would not that I should reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. Unwrap your pound. You know, there's a lot of comparison to this story and the story of the talents. Although it's two different occasions, two different settings, actually, for the story of the talents and this story that I've just read to you about the pounds. And uh, similarities are, of course, the uh, story of the talents. The talents had far more value than a pound. In fact, just the one, pound, the one talent had more value than probably all of the 10 pounds put together as far as monetary value is concerned. 
And uh, the other address of the talents given, the five, the two, and the one, was done during the Mount of Olives Discord, the Olivet Discord. This one here was given at Zacchaeus's house. And uh, it is given concerning their ability. That's what the talents were, every man according to his ability, five, two, one, according to their ability. Here, these 10 pounds were just given to the 10 servants, each one getting a pound. A far different illustration given to us than what is given in the story of the talents. So I want to focus here on this parable. Jesus identifies it as a parable. No debate about it. He spake this parable unto them. And uh, there was a reason why. He was at Jericho. He was about 15 miles from Jerusalem. And the people were going to think that his kingdom should immediately come. So he wanted to set that in order by this story that that uh, they were going to cry, Hosanna, Hosanna. Certainly they were going to do that in just a little while, and he was well aware what was going to happen. And they thought that he was going to set up his earthly kingdom immediately. But that wasn't why he had come. As Dr. Pope so brilliantly preached about he had come to die. To this end was I born to be a king, but to die, first of all, for my sins and for your sins. And we rejoice in that wonderful truth. And he wanted everybody to understand, even his own disciples didn't understand. James and John and Peter, who had such privilege, they didn't understand, they didn't comprehend. Even Peter rebuked the Lord about what his plan was. And so oftentimes we get our own ideas about how God should deal with things. Maybe you're here this morning and you have the idea, this is exactly what I want God to do with my life. Here, Lord, I'm going to tell you what I want to do and here's what I want done. And Lord, you just sign your name to that and you'll approve of that. But that isn't what the Lord wants here. He said, I want this parable and I want everyone to be aware that the purpose of this parable is that my kingdom is not going to come yet. Now it will. He will come again. He himself affirmed that, John 14, 3, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And that's a wonderful truth for all of us to hang on to. He is coming again, even though the media laughs about it. Acts 1, 11, you men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come again as you've seen him go into heaven. He will come again. But we're to occupy. And so here was this, uh, this nobleman. So the purpose of the parable, first of all, was to teach all of us, even to this day in 2024, to teach us this day that now it may come today. He may come today, perhaps today. And we would say as John, even so come Lord Jesus. But if he doesn't, this parable is for us today. It has a relevancy to this day, the purpose of it all. And so it was that he said there's a nobleman, a certain nobleman. So the people in this parable, the nobleman, certainly portraying the Lord Jesus Christ, this nobleman, there are the servants, 10 of them are called. I don't know whether that's all he had, but 10 of his servants were called. And then there were the citizens who had no love for him. Now the setting of this could mean so much to the uh, Jews then of Archelaus, maybe that's the application. Uh, where they could relate to this particular story. We'll not have this man to rule over us as he went to Rome to try to get back, get more power and uh, authority. Maybe so, but the real, the real emphasis of this particular 
parable, of course, is that his kingdom was not going to immediately come. And so I say to all of us here, the purpose of it is that the people in the parable, the noblemen, the servants, and the citizens. And then I want you to see the pounds in this story. They, uh, they were valuable, no doubt, and they were given equally to these 10 servants, all of them, each one of them, one pound. Here, I'm gonna give you this because I'm, what's gonna happen to me is I'm going to go away and I'm gonna be gone. He doesn't tell them how long he's gonna be gone. I'm gonna be gone. He said, what I want you to do is occupy. The word occupy there just means I want you to do business. I want you to do business till I return. You take this pound that I'm giving to you. You've been, you've been my servant. Take it and do business with it. When I return, of course, there's gonna be a reckoning. And so it was that he handed each one of them a pound and they did business. I, uh, I heard on the news uh, just Wednesday morning, SRN Radio News on the PCC radio station, that someone uh, had given the largest donation to a college uh, that was a former student, alumnus, gave a billion with a B, a billion dollars uh, to that college. I don't know if any of you heard that on the news. I heard it and I thought, wow, billion dollars. In fact, they said now every student going there because of that gift, um, everybody gets to go to school there tuition free. I thought, what a deal. Maybe some PCC graduate will do that one day and give it back. Not only do you get a discounted rate by coming here to PCC, but maybe no tuition at all if someone will do well with their pound. And so it was, that's what he was saying. He said, I, I want you to occupy, do business with it till I come. And I'm coming back, I will come. And you're going to give an account. Now, if you notice in verse 16 and verse 18 that it was the nobleman's money. And so we see the performance of the servants. They gave an accounting. 2 Corinthians 5, 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. There is going to be an accounting for all of us one day. Some of you are accounting majors. You understand more than we do necessarily about that, but giving, give an accounting for it. And so it was, they, they came and gave an accounting I don't think they realized how good the reward was going to be. Had no idea about that. I can't imagine, cannot imagine what's going to be given to us. But the uh, first one comes, he didn't realize the significance of a pound, just one pound, just go and do business with it. And, and uh, his pound, of course, gained 10 pounds. You know, some of you, you don't have any idea about how significant you really are. You be that great philosopher, Dr. Seuss says, you be you, for there's no one youer than you. <laughs> and so you be you of whatever God has for you to do. Just occupy until he comes. Just what you need to do. In fact, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 11, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. He likens the body, the physical body, being like the body of the church. They're necessary. Everybody matters. Everybody makes a difference. Everybody's important. And uh, what a difference, what an impact it makes, a difference in people, how we can rejoice in what uh, people do. All through the scripture, there is the, what seemingly are insignificant people that the story really pivots and hinges on them. The little maid and Naaman the leper, they're 
There have been sermon after sermon preached about Naaman and the leper and how he got saved and, and obeyed and dipped in the River Jordan. But really that story hinges on that little maid who recommended that Naaman to, his, to her mistress. She was a prisoner of war, actually is what she was, and she decided she wasn't going to be bitter about all of the circumstances. Wasn't going to be bitter about all the circumstances of life and how it had brought to her. Like maybe some of you here this morning, the circumstances and providence of life have turned out not like what you imagined they ought to have turned out. And so she said, listen, send him there, Naaman the leper. Many, many sermons have been preached about him, but oh, that was, what a wonderful thing, that little maid, what she did with what she had and the influence she had. I think of those four unnamed men who had that man who was a paralytic. He couldn't walk. And each one of them, you know what they, all four of them had, no names given to us. All four of them just had a corner of the sheet, but they got him to Jesus. Now I'm, I'm sure in heaven, maybe I'm going to look them up. You know, they're the ones that they couldn't get in because such a crowd and then uh, they got him on the roof and dropped him down through the roof, held him up, all four of them. And that man, that paralytic man was healed and saved as a result of those four unnamed men. They didn't maybe realize the significance. I'm not sure that, I know one for sure, but I'm not sure the other seven because we're not told about them. But I, I know one didn't understand the significance of the responsibility and the privilege that was given to him by getting one pound. Not the value of a talent. The talent was given according to their ability. This was just given to the servant. Here's an opportunity for you. Now go and do business until I come back. Some of you, maybe you're here this morning, you don't realize the significance of the privilege that you have that God has given you, the opportunity that he's given you with that opportunity to be able to do something with what uh, God has handed to you. You, uh, you have certain abilities, certain talents for sure, and certainly these ten, these 10 servants, all of them had certain abilities, but that's what they were. They were a servant, and it was his money that they were dealing with. And I want to tell you, whatever, whatever abilities it is that you have, whatever God has given to you, it's God that's given it to you. Do something with it. But here was one, of course, the uh, people, the pounds, the performance of the servants. One boy said, your, your pounds gained 10 pounds. And he said, well done. Now, not only are you a servant, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you a ruler over 10 cities. What about that? Going from a servant to a ruler. So you cannot imagine what God's going to do with you if you'll unwrap your pound. And so here was another one, given accounting. Well, your pound has gained five pounds. And he, he said to him, likewise, and he said to the man whose pound has gained 10 pounds, likewise, he same thing. I, I read some, some theologians said, well, he didn't do as good a job. That's not, what the, that's not what the nobleman said. He said, likewise to him, just like the guy who gained 10. It, it isn't a, a matter of whether you are as successful numerically as some people are. Just do the best you can with what God's put in your hand. 
And so it was, he gets to the one. Gets to the one that all of us think a lot about. Here was one, he said, look, I want to tell you, I've been thinking about this from the moment you gave me that pound. Been thinking about it. And I, uh, I just want you to know what I did. I, I wrapped that pound up in one of those bounty paper towels, the quicker picker-upper. <laughs> I wrapped it in that, and I've been hanging on to it since then because I, I, I knew you, he thought. He thought he knew him, but he didn't really know him at all, did he? I dare say he just watched that nobleman say to that one guy who got the same privilege, the same opportunity, turning 10 pounds, he made him from a servant to a ruler. He didn't really know him, but he said, I, I knew thee that thou art an austere man. You're harsh. You expect me to get out of bed and go to class. You expect me to be prepared. You expect me to be to work on time. I just knew you were an austere man, so I feared you. There is some relevancy there to the application, isn't it? And so oftentimes we get the idea that, wow, I just uh, haven't been handed much, but if you'll just do something with what God has given to you and unwrap it and what I want to see some of you young people this morning is you've, you've, you've kept the pound all wrapped up, all wrapped up because you've misjudged what God can do. Temple Baptist Church, for, we celebrated 46 years. We started, we started in a storefront building. Very, very first week, at about a week and a half, knocked on hundreds of doors, literally by count. I, I, I love numbers. I'm a freak about numbers. And so I kept track of the uh, it was about 1,500, maybe 1,700, 46 years ago. Uh, all those doors, I just knew that first Sunday there was going to be a host no man could number. Eleven people showed up to hear the wisdom of a 26-year-old pastor. Eleven people and a $12 off. We started from scratch. Didn't have anybody meeting. I wanted it to be that way. I, you know, I love Ezra and Nehemiah, but I like Nehemiah a lot better. Ezra, you know, Ezra, he got so frustrated, he would pull his own hair out. Nehemiah, I like his leadership style. He pulled their hair out. I like Nehemiah a lot better. Well, so it, I, I also like that Nehemiah, he consulted with himself. I like that as well. It's kind of a leadership style. And that's all we had, storefront building, we had enough money for one month's rent, one pound. Enough money for one month's rent, one pound that we unwrapped. And my wife and I, we uh, cleaned up that little storefront building. That's a story in itself, and that's what we had, $12 offering. If I'd have put more in, I'd have gotten more out. But uh, that's the way it began, just a pound. Well, just in a few days, we're going to sign a new insurance contract on our facility. At a, buildings are now and property valued at uh, going to be insured for over $21 million. 46 years, that's a long time. But we just started with a pound. And some of you, you know, you could sing, you could do a lot of things, but you've just wrapped up your pound. And you just said, he's, I fear him. I just fear him. He's, 
He's going to expect me to do something that he would want me to do. I just, he's an austere, he's a hard man, but you've misjudged what God can do if you'll just unwrap your pound. Just do with it what God gives you. Occupy it till I come. Just do business till I come. That's all I want you to do. Just do business. But you're here. Some of you are here only because you're your parents, some of your freshmen. I, I got to go to a Christian college for one year. And once I get that done, boy, if I get that done, then I'll just be free and just do whatever I want to do. And when this year is over, can't wait for it to be over. You've wrapped your pound, missing out on all that God has for you to do. I'm going to tell you something. All on this balcony and on this lower floor, there's no telling what God can do with all of you young people if you'll surrender. I don't doesn't mean that God wants everybody to be in Christian service as a career. Doesn't mean that. Not everybody, not everybody can do that. If everybody was in full-time Christian work, wouldn't anybody given any offerings? So we uh, thank God for folks that are uh, working and giving and honoring the Lord with their gifts. But here was this one. He just kept it wrapped. And I want to say this morning what the Lord is interested in you it's for you to unwrap that pound and finally do away with all the excuses. You see, this servant, he had excuses. Well, somebody offended me, or I don't like my roommates, or I really don't think the professor knows as much as I know. Or whatever the case may be, you've wrapped your pound up and refusing. Shane Lewis, how mightily God used him. He left our staff and went to Somerville, Alabama. When I watched his delivery the other night on that video, man, what a preacher. He called me when his leukemia had come back again. He called me. I was at the airport. I'll never forget the phone call. He said, Pastor, he said, it's back. My leukemia is back. And he said, preach me a good sermon at my funeral. Shane unwrapped his pound. He unwrapped the pound and put it to use. What are you going to do with yours? The privilege that you have to do business. What's it going to be? You know, the Lord's just been hammering at you all these sermons. Wednesday night, yesterday morning, all the sermons, everything, the atmosphere here, Bible conference. Oh, you haven't been really too excited about it. The Holy Spirit's trying to find a way into your heart to get you to unwrap your pound. Quit making excuses. Some of you ought to decide this morning, no more excuses. No more. I'm going to unwrap it. I want to get busy and do business with God. And at that day of reckoning, I'm going to be glad at this service, this Bible conference, this time, I'm going to unwrap my pound and do for Him what I ought to do, what I should have been doing all along. Some of you are just trying to get away with as much as you can get away with because you've wrapped your pound up. You know what God's doing speaking to your heart, just like it was to Shane Lewis when I said to him, 
you know, God has his hand on you and God has his hand on everybody here. You're saved, you're his servant. Oh, I'm going to heaven. But are you going to be his servant? Here you go, here's a pound. I'm not even going to stand over you. You think I'm an austere man, but I'm going away. I'll be back, but I'm not going to stand over you and hover over you. I'm not going to be a helicopter boss. I'm just going to give each of you a pound. See what you do with it. What are you going to do? When are you going to decide? You don't have assigned seating, but you're sitting amongst your friends. Boy, pastor, if I were to unwrap my pound, my friends, I mean, we, we've just, man, we found a way that we can get beyond the rules and, you know, we can, we can leave the campus and stop somewhere and change clothes and then go to the beach or whatever and then come back and change, on the way back, change clothes, come back. I found a way to get around to keep my pound wrapped up. How long is it going to be before you unwrap the pound and do business with God? It ought to start this morning. You've been listening to a Bible conference message from Pensacola Christian College. You're welcome to pass this sermon along to others. Please don't charge for it or alter it without written permission from Pensacola Christian College. For additional information about PCC, visit us online at pcci.edu. Pensacola Christian College, empowering Christian leaders to influence the world for Christ.